0: And so I just want to encourage you, be not afraid, be of good courage, know that God is with us. Hello friends and welcome or welcome back. Wow, these are unprecedented times we're living in, aren't they? You know, I said that about six weeks ago in a message that I recorded for our church in Shaman called Every Crisis an Opportunity. And in that message, I just reminded us that every crisis we face as a community, as a global community, as a human being living on the earth, is an opportunity for the goodness of God to invade the earth. And this crisis is no different. This is an opportunity for God's goodness to come into the earth and for the church, Christ's body on the earth, the manifestation, the visible representation of who Christ is, This is an opportunity for the church to demonstrate to the world the goodness of our God. And so I just want to encourage you, be not afraid, be of good courage, know that God is with us, know that God will give us the keys of the kingdom, He will give us the resources we need to see the reign of Jesus spread all over the earth, even in such a time as this. And so if you haven't listened to that uh, podcast, I'd encourage you to check it out just to build yourself up and to step into this moment as a man or woman of God who is willing to be the visible representation of Jesus in your sphere of influence, in your community, that you are going to be the one who represents Jesus to the world around you. Last podcast, I talked about sharing in Christ's sufferings and that Christ's sufferings were for a purpose. They were to bring humanity and God together. They were to reconcile humanity and God. They were to deliver humanity from sin and from the dominion of the devil. And inasmuch as we suffer to bring humanity together with God, we share in Christ's sufferings. And Paul talked about that in Colossians chapter 1. In this podcast, I'd like to continue and share some more thoughts on what it means to share in Christ's sufferings. And what was that like for the first followers of Jesus? So look with me at Acts chapter 5. And I'm starting in verse 40. And when they had called in the apostles, they beat them and charged them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Then they left the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that the Christ is Jesus. And, there's so much there. But really, what I want to focus on is that when they were beaten, they rejoiced that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name of Jesus, that they were glad to participate in Christ's sufferings. Now, look with me a few chapters over in the call of the Apostle Paul. So, in chapter nine, Paul has his encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus. But then there's this other disciple. At Damascus named Ananias and the Lord comes to Ananias and tells him to go and pray for Paul and uh, to restore his sight to him and Ananias answers him and says Lord I know who you're talking about and I've heard that he is a bad guy he's you know done evil to the Saints in Jerusalem he's put people in prison he witnessed Stephen being stoned to death this is not like one of our friends and the Lord says no you go because he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. And so Jesus has a funny way of recruiting people. But when he recruits Paul, he goes and he shows him how much he's going to suffer for Jesus Now, I don't know how much evangelism you've been involved in that involves telling people how much they're going to suffer for Jesus Christ, but that was what Jesus did. And Paul, after seeing Jesus on the road to Damascus, he he knew that Jesus was Lord and he knew that he was going to follow him. And immediately Paul begins to proclaim Jesus and immediately he is persecuted immediately uh, people try and and kill him, and people are out to get him, and that is the way it is for the rest of Paul's life. And yet Paul rejoiced in his sufferings. We looked at that in the previous podcast, that Paul said he rejoiced in his sufferings, that Paul called them uh, just a momentary light affliction, that they weren't even worth comparing to the glory that was to be revealed. In Philippians chapter 3, he says, Indeed, I count everything as a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Skipping down a few verses, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share in his sufferings. And so Paul was honored like the other apostles. He was delighted. He, he considered it such a great honor to share in the sufferings of Christ. And so I want to talk about the joy that comes in sharing with Christ's sufferings. Look with me at James chapter 1. It says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And so there is a joy that comes with sharing in Christ's sufferings. And that was a lot of what we talked about on the previous episode. But I also wanted to offer the perspective that suffering is not to be sought out for its own sake, that there's nothing good about suffering for suffering's sake. Christ didn't seek suffering. Christ sought the will of God, and when the will of God involves suffering, he was willing to drink that cup, but he didn't want to. He said, Father, let this cup pass from me. The Bible says that he despised the shame of the cross, but that he endured it for the joy set before him, it says in Hebrews 12, 12. So Christ wasn't just out to suffer for suffering's sake. In fact, Jesus said, when you're persecuted in one place, move on to the next place. He didn't say, when you're persecuted, just stay there and let them persecute you. So it's okay to move away from suffering unless God is inviting us to step into it with him, and to walk through it with him. But suffering isn't to be sought for suffering's sake. Suffering is to be sought when it's a part of God's will to help more people know the good news of Jesus, to help more people enter into the reign of Jesus, to allow the goodness of God to spread all over the earth, and to enter into people's lives. That is the suffering that is sharing in Christ's sufferings. And so we see that uh, when Paul and Silas were in prison, listen to this. This is Acts chapter 16, and Paul and Silas have been arrested because they cast a demon out of a girl who was a slave, and her owners had been using this demon-possessed girl to do fortune-telling, and they were upset when they saw that they couldn't use this girl to make money anymore, and so they put Paul and Silas into prison in uh, Philippi. And it says in verse 25, About midnight Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bonds were unfastened. And so the suffering that God calls us into is a suffering that, first of all, is part of his will. It's, it's not suffering for suffering's sake, it's suffering for the sake of allowing more people to know the good news of Jesus. And second of all, there's joy in that suffering that we see both in the epistles described and we see it in Acts lived out by those first disciples. And so I think it's important to remember that not all suffering is a sharing in Christ's sufferings. And like I said before, that doesn't mean that God doesn't have compassion toward other types of sufferings. But it's important to distinguish and to recognize that not all suffering is a sharing in Christ's sufferings, and also to recognize that our suffering is not the suffering for the sins of the world, that Christ already paid the price for the sins of the world at the cross. Our suffering, when Paul says, I make up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for your sake, our suffering is a participation in the mission of God to let his glory fill the earth, to bring the gospel to more people, to allow more people to know the joy of, Of having Jesus as their king. And I just want to say a short word of warning because there are people in this world, there are people in the church, there are leaders in the church who will ask the people in their churches to suffer not for the sake of the kingdom of God, not as a participation in Christ's sufferings, but to suffer for the sake of their own agenda or for the sake of their own ambition. And so there are leaders who will ask other people to make a sacrifice and paint it In um, the sufferings, uh, that it's a godly thing, that it's a noble thing to share and suffer for Christ, but it's not actually the the call of God inviting people to lay down their lives for other people. It's a leader who is manipulating people and asking them to suffer when maybe that leader himself is not suffering. And so that's just something to be aware of as we live in this world. You know, Paul warned the elders at Ephesus that there will be people who come in like wolves into the church. He says in uh, Acts chapter 20, he says, I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. So there are people in the church who come in to manipulate people, to hurt people, to take advantage of people. And so we should be attentive to that. We should be aware of that and protect ourselves against people who would try and manipulate us and ask us to suffer for their beh- on their behalf or to suffer, to suffer for the sake of their agenda or to sacrifice for the sake of their agenda rather than a true participation in the sufferings of Christ where uh, it's God inviting us, God calling us to lay our lives down, to bring the gospel to more people, to serve more people, and to truly uh, suffer with Christ and not just uh, suffer for the sake of this leader's agenda. And so as we think about suffering in these times, again, this was uh, the word that I felt like God gave me for 2020 back in December 2019, before any of this coronavirus stuff had even really reared its ugly head. But as we think about sharing in Christ's sufferings, I would invite you to consider where God is asking you to lay down your own life for the sake of others, and to recognize that that is one of the most satisfying, valuable things we can do in life, and that life is not just about having fun, but the most meaningful part, perhaps, of sharing in Christ's abundant life is sacrifice and giving up ourselves so that Jesus can be glorified. And there's great joy in that. And it's not uh, it's not a depressing, sad thing. It's a joyful thing. So may God give you wisdom not to go out and suffer for suffering's sake, not to go do something foolish, not to go and suffer because of sin or unrighteousness, but may God give you wisdom as he calls you to share in Christ's sufferings, to consider others better than yourself, and to participate in the way that Jesus has served all of humanity and laid his life down and gave his life as a ransom for all of our lives. May God give us wisdom and grace to participate in his mission to all people, to bring all people into the joyous reign of Jesus Christ. God bless you. Thank you for listening.